What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and The Shiznit. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win, or you die. There is no middle ground. Welcome back to another episode of the Pot of Thrones. And to my right, we have Lord Latone Hart. Lord Latone from Negro Stone. How are you doing? And on my left, we have Sir Lamont Stewart. Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. And I am your king, Dino Red. <laughs> Yeah, the king. <laughs> I like uh, what did you say the last time that uh, 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 Lamont you said uh, dragons and titties or titties and dragons or something. Dragons I like. and titties. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Dragons and titties. Right, that should be your your official greeting every time. That's okay. on his sigil. That's on his sigil. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> your house, the house steward is dragons and titties. Dragons and titties. I, <laughs> I accept that. <laughs> Fire shooting out the nipple. No, okay. Just make sure it's dragon and titties and not dragons with titties because that ain't good. No, right. That's not pretty. Different thing. Yeah, that's. I dated a few of them. Not nice. Oh. <laughs> What's up, my brothers? Ooh, this episode. This episode. Okay, we are going into uh, cover um, season five, episode six, and the name of it is what? Unbent. 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 Unbroken. Unbroken. Bam! Like that. This was Which an ep- are the words of House Martell. This was an episode for your ass. <laughs> okay, what'd you guys okay. Well, I'll just start I'll say I I really liked this episode. It was uh it was nice, especially after the one we had I, I guess it was last week where it was kind of a little bit on the slow side. This one uh it picked up, even though we didn't check in with you know, some of our uh we didn't pick up we didn't check in with my boy um uh john john sneezy and we didn't check in with uh, my baby mama khaleesi but it was still all good this is true and it's a episode that left you um just sitting there by the end of the episode just just sitting there just yeah i, I that last scene was a bitch but we'll get to that at the end i i felt like this episode was a little man it was it was what if, Take away the last ten minutes; it's totally forgettable. What? Are you to- are you totally kidding me? I actually had a hard. T- I had to watch it really twice because other than the last ten minutes, I don't remember shit. <laughs> Tyrell stuff. You didn't yeah. like. You didn't like the almost, the the. the, almost, the I, it just really felt like okay. I, all of this has happened before. What about the fight with the sand snakes? 
Oh my, well, that, that was, that was yeah. the bullshit. That was 1960s Batman Kerplow <laughs> shit. That was terrible. Yeah, that wasn't the best battle we've seen. That is true. But it was, I didn't the think. The worst fight choreography probably of any show this season. <laughs> that is true. Ever. Ever. But coming off of la- coming off of last week, I'll take it. I think it was way better than last week's episode. So, well, that's just my opinion. I guess I stand alone. Yeah, on that. Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Okay. Well, let's get in it. No, no, no. You're saying that this episode is no. You were you like this episode? Yes, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, I like all the episodes, but I like this episode better than the last episode. I oh, just think see, this no, this I, episode would this episode was Empire Strikes Back. It had a tragic ending, and so everybody's all up in arms about it. <laughs> tragic. That's all. Right. Okay. We live in a world of comedy, so as soon as we see a tragedy, everybody, oh, that was so groundbreaking. I don't think it was just that. Well, I'll get into as we as we break down the the episode. I'll tell you some stuff. You know, even. A lot of the exposition and stuff that we got this week, I just felt like we moved further along in the stories than we did the week before. So I just that, like I just like this episode better. What can I say? That's actually where I'm at a problem with this whole season of Game of Thrones. This has been season of exp- whatever you just said ex- exposition. exposition, setting, it's like peace setting. <laughs> yeah, it's just like come on, man. Where's the where's come on? Let's go, let's go, let's move. <laughs> <laughs> you're the second person, because I've had the Game of Thrones conversation three times today. You're the second person I've talked to that said, you know what, this whole season just feels like they're putting the pieces in place. I want something to happen already. Exactly. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. I feel like things are happening like at the pace, but like we can't have Blackwater. I know what you're saying, but uh, we can't have Blackwater every episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, in order to get to the emotional, you know, buildups, you have to put in the layers of emotion. I think this is, and and plus with Game of Thrones, it's nice to have the confidence in saying, I really don't think they're going to let us down. Like, they've brought us this far. I don't think that they're going to build us up to just a little popcorn fart and nothing at the end. Well, I think this season there's no war going on, and that's a little bit of a lull. All the other seasons there was actually, well, the war at the wall is coming. So I'm hoping, like, Stannis hurries the hell up and gets to the wall so we can get some action. I'm ready for some war, man. Well, there's, okay. Well, there's actually two wars brewing. There's the one at the wall and there's the one in Winterfell. But in the other seasons, even though there was a war going on, we saw very little of that war. I mean, extremely uh, small amounts of the war, maybe a battle here or there or a scene. And most of the times when we saw something with the war, it was just a scene that happened around. It wasn't actually a battle scene or anything. So even though there was wars going on in previous seasons, it really isn't much different than now. It was still no action, really. But really, uh, Latone, if you want uh, a, a war, just go see Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, and imagine <laughs> they're in Dorne. And then, I hear that's great. I hear it's great, it's, too. I hear it's it's great. It actually is quite amazing. I had zero expectations, and it was amazing. So well, that's what just I'll to, do. Yeah, yeah, to get your war fixed. That's wow. my suggestion. Okay. Well, let's go back to Westeros this week. Okay. Welcome back to Valar Mogulis Boot Camp, or better known as the House of Boring and Tedious. I have no idea what Arya is doing. I call it the house, the house of Kevorkian. It's a clinic. Dr. Kevorkian's uh, clinic. Yeah, I mean, she's scrubbing people. I mean, what is this? The Faceless Men Day Spa? <laughs> but there's no happy ending. I mean, there's no happy ending whatsoever. But, you know, <laughs> they, yeah, this is the one spot where they don't get a lot of repeat customers. 
<laughs> yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody's referring their friends. Well, you got to go there. Nope. Nope. One trip, that's it. And then I kind of enjoy the game of faces. I finally figured out what it is. It's the most popular game in Bravos where you get to go Adrian <laughs> Peterson if you can detect a lie. I right. Like, pow, you're lying. Pow, you're lying. I like that game, man. It's, it's pretty fun, man. And apparently it doesn't have to be like a full on lie. It could just be like a like kind of a something that's a little slight or ambiguous even. And well, you I get smacked the hell out of you. If it can be detected. If it can be detected is okay. That's a lie. Like I don't believe it. I don't because th- was the was I, the girl was the girl that was with Arya was she telling the truth or was she lying? I think she was lying. Yeah, me too. But but um, Jaquin or you know whatever you want to call him, faceless man uh, slash uh, Mister Miyagi, he it doesn't seem like he has to detect anything. It seems like that motherfucker just knows. <laughs> it's like he's omniscient or some shit. I don't know. Do you think he's the many-faced god? I'm just kind of thinking that. He might be, because he really seems to know everything. Like, I was kind of wondering, like, is he like the Grim Reaper? I mean, he's kind of like the spook that sat by the door. He just kind of <laughs> appears out of thin air and shit, you know, in a girl's room, like so many uncles in southwest Detroit. I mean, I have no idea where he just pops up from. But then again, if he was a god, I don't know how he could have been captured and was in that... that uh you know, that that little wagon sale that Arya rescued him from and all that stuff, so... A man puts himself in a place to be where he needs to be. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. The, a devil will put himself... I just want to see what the hell is going on. I just want to see the drum. All right. I was thinking that, man. I was just a thought that was going through my head. Maybe. Now, I found this interesting, and I always thought that Arya admired the Hound, even though she was trying to lie to herself, saying she hated him. But I think, you know, she kind of fell in love with her homicidal foster father. I think, you know, he taught her the game because he kept hitting her like, you know, I hated him. Pow. No, you didn't. I hated him. I think she has to. She doesn't accept that she really cared for the hound, like on a weird kind of level. What do you think? No, I I get it. And I agree to a certain extent. I wouldn't call it love, but uh, I might call it. syndrome is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, No, I. I, there was a certain amount of respect because she's like a little up and coming warrior and he was a warrior, you know, and he, he passed on some knowledge to her, you know, he, he spit game to her and she put it, she added it to her repertoire. She listened and she added it and she learned from him. So there was a certain amount of respect there. And, um, while I'm not, I don't, I don't think she loved him. Um, and apparently admired him i think apparently yeah, begrudging respect for a teacher that's actually teaching you something right she needs to toughen up who in all of westeros is the per- best person to be with if you need some toughening up lessons boom and, and there also were scenes where he the hound would be walking off and aria would go running after him like she knows what's up and it's not that she had like she had to be with him for survival but she was also getting some lessons it's a it's a mixed bag it's how it's I- finding pleasant attributes of something that you despise she's the patty hearst of westeros yeah patty hearst i like i like that she's the patty hearst of westeros and the hound is one one of the black panthers okay i I definitely got it now the next scene we're going across the countryside with jorah and i'm kind of mad at him he's like that kid that's wait 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 what how you gonna skip the scene what scene? The scene where she kills the little girl. It didn't happen right now. Oh, my bad. 
Sorry. <laughs> Why do you want to be killing these little girls so bad? <laughs> I came after some more exposition. Uh, okay. My bad. Yeah, I just... Jorah gets a little bad news. Exactly. Exactly. That's where we're, you know, and Jorah's walking around. And I, like I said, he's the guy that ha- is contagious and comes to class and doesn't tell any of the kids. Doesn't tell. He gets everybody contagious. Jorah got has- lice. Exactly. He's still hanging around Tyrion and hasn't told him. You know, they're still real buddy. I would want to know. Like Tyrion, is Tyrion going to get grayscale now? A little by worried. Touch. Well, they're not, they're not touching on each other, so not that we know. Uh. <laughs> I'm just to the, to the east, my brother to the east, and now we're dealing with daddy issues from Tyrion and Jorah. That was kind of interesting. They both have these 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 unresolved father issues. Well, I guess Tyrion's is kind of yeah, it's pretty resolved. resolved. Yeah. But yeah. Jorah, <laughs> it's pretty final. Jorah, Jorah and his father were estranged, you know, and uh, the sword that Jon Snow has, Longclaw, that that what's his name? I can't remember his name. Mormont, the old bear, gave to Jon Snow. Yep. That's actually Jorah's sword. Right. When that fell off, he sent his sword back to his dad, and right. his dad ended up giving it to Jon Snow. Like, oh, you're my new son. My new surrogate but son. I thought that was the best acting I've seen on this show in a while. Just. His face when he saw that he learned that his father passed. He's like, "Oh, you didn't know." Yeah, you could like tell like that was. It felt real. Like, man, he really like was struck by that man. So, I mean, I'm saying Jorah for Academy Award, man. I, I thought that was a great scene. I thought that was the best scene of this show, of this episode. Because I believed it. <laughs> Question: Would you rather be the person to spill the beans over someone's surprise party? Or would you rather be the person who spills the beans about someone's father being dead? Well, surprise party. Surprise party, man. Yeah, no contest. Yeah. Yeah. We're not Ramsey Snow up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey Snow be like, can I tell him? Can I tell him? <laughs> I did it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah the, it seems like all these dudes in uh, Westeros or uh, in this world have daddy issues because all the daddies suck, just like Stannis. <laughs> who doesn't kind of have daddy issues fathers are supposed fathers kind of are that thing like they're constantly trying to make you better and disapprove of you <laughs> like no matter what you do that's kind of what that's kind of their thing getting in touch mm. with Platon's heart yeah the really next episode of pot of thrones that's kind of a dad's thing a kind of a dad's thing is to like hey you're not doing it you're not doing enough you're not doing it good enough yeah, I don't know about all that, but okay. You don't know about all that? No. Yeah. Your dad never disapproves of you? Well, I'm not saying uh that <laughs> I'm not saying that you. I'm not saying that dads don't do that. I'm just saying I don't know if that's like that that should be their thing. Or like that's the way to go about it. I mean I don't I don't take that approach with my daughter. Okay. But that's just me. Softer parenting right. with Dana. <laughs> 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 well, we go back to area. And she's working harder than an, attra- an attractive preteen at the Branch Davidian compound. I mean, she's scrubbing floors <laughs> and everything. I thought David Koresh was coming in there next. I had no idea. <laughs> and a man, um, uh, some guy comes in there. How does he get in there with his daughter? He just brings his daughter in there. Yeah, I guess they don't have security. Like, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> isn't the house of black and white kind of on an island by itself? Uh, I don't know, but Arya sure she took yeah, a boat yeah. to it, remember? Yeah, she did take a boat to it. So I guess he c- took a boat. 
I guess, man. He brings his daughter in there and he asks her to, you know, help him out. And Arya helps her drink the purified water of, of the Kevorkian well. Yeah. <laughs> Tells her she's going to be healed. Now, Jaquin was watching Hadar. He was watching. And was he happy that she was able to deceive the little girl or lie to her well? Is that why you have, he rewarded her? You have to assume that he was because any other time he didn't like anything she did. He smacked the hell out of her. So. So it's basically about the House of Black and White and the Faceless Men is about deceiving people. Yeah, isn't this whole thing just a series of tests anyway? Yeah, this is, yeah. So, I mean, it's just another test. I mean, I'm not really looking into this as anything in this house. Like, remember when Daenerys went to go get those dragons from that crazy house and all it, all it was a bunch of deceptions and trickery? That's how I'm looking at this right here. Like, whatever's happening is all just, the whole point is just what's going to, how's it affecting Arya's mind? And her relationship with the you know, God of many faces or what have you. None of it is real. That stupid girl, whatever, she's just, it's all tools to get to, it's all a means to an end. And so I'm not taking anything literally. I'm not holding on to any of this. It's all just pieces for this puzzled part right here. Hmm. Not in, I didn't look at it like that, but that's interesting. I have to look at it like that from now on. No, you don't. I'm just coming from my perspective. I'm going to look at it from that perspective because I'm really watching it like, like like it's the military, like she's in boot camp. Mm. I well, think she is, but but, but it's like, like mystical. It's all metaphor. It's Every, all everything. You know. It's kind. Of, it's very magical that place and and those guys. It's, a lot of people aren't talking on that, and the show is not saying it specifically. But it's clearly a lot of magic. You know, there's definitely something supernatural going on. That's for oh, sure. For sure. And then also when she's walking, like whenever she walks through a door or something like that, like she'll have the option to do it. Then the door will be closed. Then I'll walk in front of a door and then she'll walk through the door. Like there's it. She's being led. Like when it's not time for her to go in there, she'll be stopped. And then when it's time for her to go, then she goes in. Then she sees all the, the columns of faces. It's 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 all it's all in place. It's all line step by step. Yeah, I like Let's, let's I like when Jake Wynn took her to the Bat Cave of Human Faces. I mean, it was like a Florida kind <laughs> of Faces R Us. I mean, it's like, oh, cool. the Halloween store is right here. Let, let's back up for a minute and talk about her uh, sadistic frat sister, uh, her sadistic Soro sister, that uh, that other AKA chick that's online pledging with her. Um, first, homegirl was blind, and uh, but now she appears to be able to see. What was up with that? I, and, was she blind? I don't remember that. Was she blind? I believe she was blind. And I believe she was that stick that she was smacking Arya with, she was using it as like a blind man cane. I just thought she was the skinny girl from the episode of Girls. I thought, like, damn, Lena Dunham lost a lot of damn weight. Yeah, I think she was using that stick as double duty. She's using like a blind man stick and then smacked the hell out of Arya. And then next thing you know, it's like now she can see. So More, de- more deception. So. That's a great catch. I didn't. I have to go back and watch. Was she blind? Yeah, I, I missed the blind part. Yeah, I wasn't the only one that thought so because I heard on some other shows that they thought she was blind too. But it, just like we we're split on that show, they were split too. Some people thought she was blind. Some people didn't. So I don't know what's the truth. You can't shed well, any light on that book reader. Uh no, because I don't recall her being blind in the book. I recall her being a, a more of a bitch in what? the book. She's really kind of nice on the show. Wow. If she's nice on the show, I'd hate to see her in the book then. Goddamn. It's much worse in the book. Wow. Well, can you expound? Everybody what? is. Everybody yeah, is. Yeah, that last she's, scene from- she's just more rude. She's always okay. attacking her. She's always like, she's kind of 
helping her on the show, but in the book, she's 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 kind of callous and curt. She doesn't like. Who's that? Leave me alone. All right. Not as she's not as accommodating. Mm-hmm. Not. Mm-hmm. So we go to the basement. Is a girl ready to give up her tongue, her face, her lungs, or no? Does a girl want to keep her identity? And I'm confused, and I'm confused by this. Do you want her to give up her identity? Do you want her to kill herself and put her face on a column? Or do you want her to learn how to turn into someone else? That whole thing, the whole House of Black and White, is, is confusing to me. Well, I think what's going on is there's there's a process and there's levels. And I think the reason why Arya kept getting smacked, because they kept asking her, who are you? And she kept saying, no one. And they kept smacking her because she's not no one, she's Arya. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think the goal is to become no one. But before you become no one, you become someone else and see Arya is skipping steps and they just keep smacking the hell out of it. They don't the (laughs) the way they the way they teach there is not they don't explain shit to you. They just smack you until you figure it out. (laughs) What is it? It's Texas. It sounds like Texas. I was going to say it sounds like the 70s. (laughs) And every time before then, before timeout happened, sounds like everything I've heard about uh, Catholic school. <laughs> Montessori, yes. yeah. Uh, well, no, not Montessori, but Catholic school. A lot of a lot of serial killers uh, were raised in Catholic <laughs> school. No, that's a, that's for real. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That, that is that's true. There's a lot of them that started out in Catholic school. But anyway, um, that's beside oh. the point. So I think that that's why they kept smacking her. And then finally, when he came to her in the middle of the night, and I, she figured she figured it out to some extent because she finally said, and he said, "Who are you?" And she said Arya, and then she, you know, she started telling her story, and but she didn't figure it all out. And, but I think some of it, though, she was testing, she was playing, trying to figure out like, is he gonna catch everything? Because of course, every, you know, she definitely knows her father wasn't killed in battle. She also knows, you know, the hound's real name, whatever that name, that fake fake ass name she gave. She knew that wasn't the real name. But I guess she was trying to test and see, just like how much does this motherfucker really know. You know, and so I think that's why uh, she was playing the game until she got, you know, knocked on the floor. And she was like, fuck you. I ain't playing this game. And I thought that was a great quote when she was like, I'm not playing this game anymore. And he says, well, never stop. Yeah, right. Never stop playing the game. Like, you like, never I think st- that you never stop. That's a metaphor for life. You never stop playing the game. So I'd be You're like, right. I'd be like, you never stop getting my foot up your ass. <laughs> you hit me one more time. <laughs> Over this part of the conversation, can you just play brand new heavies, never stop? (laughs) We jump back across to, I don't know where Jorah and Tyrion are, but I I don't know. I have no idea where they are. Like, literally, on the map, I have no idea where they are. But they start talking about... They said the last episode, but I forgot. Yeah, I know they were in Valeria. Right. And they, well, they were in Volantis, and and then they ended up in Valeria. And now I don't know where they are, but... You know, it, it looks nice. And they're talking about Daenerys. And, of course, Tyrion's a cynic. He's like, well, what do you think is going to make her a good queen? You know, she's never been to Westeros. You know, what if she takes over? And I think those were valid arguments. Do you think Daenerys will be a good queen? you think Tyrion's right? I don't think Tyrion is right or wrong because I don't think Tyrion made a uh, an opinion. He just asked a bunch of questions. Yeah. Well, I think he's making a point. Like, how do you rule somewhere you've never been? She's having a hard enough time in Marine because she's not from there. But Westeros is a different animal. It's a bigger animal. That's where advisors come in. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a topic of conversation, really. You know. And then I love uh, 
what's his name says, well, you know, why do you believe in her? And have you ever heard baby dragon singing? And I'm thinking, damn, I heard a lot of really bad eighties pop Euro <laughs> music. It sounds like one of those little eighties Euro groups, like, Oh, dragon singing. I'm like, nah, I never heard dragon singing, but he, <laughs> he seems like, like that moment transformed him and made him believe like, yeah, he like, did. He, he sure did. make me believe. <laughs> yeah, Especially. we all know why it made you believe. Yeah. Dragons and titties. <laughs> <laughs> I set him up. I gave it to him. Right. Thank you. <laughs> and hold on. I'm excited. This is this is the point. I love this episode. Black people on the Game of Thrones. Yeah, like more than three. But, and they're and they're and they're and they're running white people as slaves. Yeah, and they're pirates, which is, I guess, Westerosi code for thugs. But I'm not mad. I mean, we're we're in there. We're in there. And we yeah, got my but boy, out of BC. Out no. of BC. Out of BC, of all the black actors, why did it have to be out of BC? The human personification of prison <laughs> rape. <laughs> and now in Westeros. Yeah, that dude just makes me uncomfortable. I only yeah. see a little shitty knit cap on the back of his skull every time I see him. <laughs> On loss. Now he's going to be in Suicide Squad. All I ever see is Adabisi. Adabisi. America's nightmare. In Westeros. In Westeros. Capture. And is there something else they can do with Tyrion? Is he always going to get kidnapped? That, like, like, that's all he kind of does. That seems to be the best way of getting him there, story-wise. Because, you know, <laughs> if he just traveled... He would get spotted. Like, the second he just went to the whorehouse, boom, spotted. When he was being carted places, piece of cake. Well, I mean, other, so, peop- other people get kidnapped, too. I think it's just it's more, more uh, it stands out more when it happens to, to he gets Tyrion. He kidnapped a lot. Because he's he got kidnapped by uh, Lady Stark. He, he just gets kidnapped all the time. He got kidnapped by Jorah. Now he's getting kidnapped by Adebisi, and we know where that's leading. Well, that's the thing. I don't. Well, Lady Stark. He didn't get. He didn't get kidnapped by her. He got taken into custody. He got. He got. He was a prisoner. I mean, if if that was Jamie, you wouldn't have said he got kidnapped. You're just saying this kidnapped because he's little Tyrion. He's always getting kidnapped. That's man. that's your. Um, he's always getting arrested, detained. That's your. Uh-huh. That's your prejudice against dwarfs showing. Because if no, that was a, actually, if that was a full size person, you wouldn't be even be calling it kidnapping. You just say he got captured. He'd be he was taken into custody. He was a difference. prisoner. He's always getting no, captured. No. But I also too because as soon as you said that, I'm reminded of the fact that if that's the second time he's like untie me so I can fight. You know what I'm saying? Like he did that with with Caitlyn Stark too. Yeah, I'm just thinking like I hope he doesn't get captured next season. Otherwise, I'm like, come on, man. I'm tired of this. <laughs> I'm tired of this, man. Carry some ninja stars in your pocket or something, man. Throw some... Run! Do something. Stop getting <laughs> captured. <laughs> and and what is it about dwarf penis that, that's so lucky? Magically delicious. I'll let you know that. <laughs> hey, that's... You know, that's apparently, I mean, they have a whole, they have a whole merchant system based on them. So, yeah. And you know what? I was happy, man. I, I didn't know they had cock merchants, but I'm happy Michael Sam found a new profession. Like, he's not, <laughs> I was happy. <laughs> like, how does that work? I guess we know, I guess we know what happened to all the, uh, the dicks of the unsullied. They ended up on the, uh, you know what? Maybe on the, on, on the, happened. on the cock merchant, uh, exchange. I really hope we don't go like the, to the cock merchant 
store yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. hope we, because I don't want to see Loris in there fighting everybody over his favorite design, and I just don't want to go. But it would be funny if we saw Louis C.K. actually <laughs> shopping for the bag of dicks he refers to in his comedy special. <laughs> Suck a bag of dicks. The guy told me to suck a bag of dicks. He told me this is where I could get the dicks. Right. right. And these these pirates aren't very smart. If they believe Jorah beat a Dothraki blood rider, he had armor on. I remember the fight. The Dothraki don't believe in armor. They're like, armor's for sissies. He had on armor. That's why he won that he fight. He did have on armor, but he did win. Yeah, but uh, I mean, hey. I'm not mad. It saved their life. He's a knight. Knights have armor. That's part of their gear. That's what he had when he fought, and he did win. He was getting his ass kicked until the dumbass tried to hit him in his armor. Yeah, well, yeah. So I feel like, hey, you're going to fight a Dothraki, fight Dothraki style. Take off your shirt. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can have it. Up. Right. You can get wiped up. So I was like, oh, man, don't be trying to act like you killed a Dothraki. You didn't kill no Dothraki. But I guess he did by letter of the law. That he, motherfucker dead, ain't he? <laughs> exactly. That's like saying, you can't, Sam, you just got lucky when you killed that walker. Nah, yeah. Sam killed the walker. Right. Dragon Blade, we're not. He did it. Yep. Well, Kills I, I hope. I hope he gets in the fighting pit so we can really see somebody go Spartacus on his ass because that's going to be interesting. I've, I've been saying for a while, I hope that they show like uh, a straight out full on like throwback to Spartacus scene with this pit. They keep talking about this like they teasing me with it. every time they, they talk about this pit. It's like I just having these visions of, of Spartacus and Gatticus and them just <laughs> just like just whooping ass. And it's like, yeah, let's see that shit. Like, hey, you know, Dino, are, are the guys all sweaty when they're when they're fighting? Yeah. Are they listening? Yeah. Do you really enjoy? Are they are they wearing loincloths? The water's glistening all over their body. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into Game of Bones. <laughs> oh, Twan. <laughs> oh shit! The Queen of Thorns is back on the King's Road. <laughs> I saw her. I was like, oh, you know, and of course she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't seem to like King's Landing. I mean, you know, her, her comments. Why did she tell him to stop? That was my. Uh, oh, she. I, 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 but I got that's, uh, That was my quote of the week for that one. We jumping ahead. We gonna jump ahead that far? I don't Go know. Ahead. That's where we at. That's where we at. That's not. We not we, jumping ahead. That's where we at. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, we're at, at Lamont's quote of the week. All right, where she goes, you know, when she pulls open the window and she's like, "What? Well, you, you can smell the shit from five miles away." Like, All right, now that is an introduction. That's the first time we saw her this season. I, I really dig her. She is. If you haven't watched Downton Abbey at all, she's like, there's a character just like her, the Dowis coward, the the Dowis, the Dowager Countess. Played by Maggie Smith, mm. she's like it's like the whole show is centers around her making quips, just like uh, Lady Tyrell, and it's beautiful. Both of these thought, old ladies with snark are wonderful. I thought Lady Tyrell was on that show. Oh no, no, no! She isn't on Downtown Abbey. Diana Reed now is Downton, not Downtown. Downton Abbey. What are we talking about? SWV songs? What the hell? Oh no, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> But now you skipped uh, Littlefinger meeting uh, Loras. No, that comes thing. that comes later. Okay, that's, now you're doing right. it. Actually, actually, that was next. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, <laughs> brother brother Lancel 
has imposed Sharia law in the capital, but he forgot that Littlefinger kind of knows everybody's shit. So I kind of like the way Littlefinger checked him. He was like, Lancel Lannister, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'm not a Lannister. He was like, it was kind of a dumb family name to give up. Right. And Littlefinger kind of looked at him like, you do know I know your shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> you saw the look he kind of gave him like, are you really? Come on now. I can tell everybody what, what, what I really know about you. And they don't seem like they have a lot of like leeway. If they tell him, hey, you know, you were having ancestral sex with your cousin, it seems like they'll they'll grab him up too. Yeah, they need to. Yeah, I mean they need to. I'm thinking that, man. Well Cersei's going down based on this stupid strategic move she just made, and uh now the only question is does Loris go down with her? I don't see how Lancel doesn't go down either. Oh, that's his name. Yeah, Lancel. Yeah. I don't see I don't see how I mean, because I think eventually if you're going to be a Puritan type of state, you know, you got to go after everybody who's not yeah. a Puritan. And now we come to Dino Red's quote of the night. Because Littlefinger runs shit. Right. Well, <clears throat> Lanso, brother Lanso tries to uh, be all judgy and shit with, uh, <laughs> with Littlefinger. Like his shit don't stink. And Littlefinger was like, look, motherfucker, <laughs> we're both providing fantasies the difference is mine is entertaining Ooh, which was pretty which was a good burn <laughs> i, I, I kind of like that he kind of looked him in his face like say something right i mean if there were titties involved in going to church i'd be in church more often <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come to this church i go to man it's nice oh damn there's a whole lot of them he go to what you go to first church of titties and dragons no. <laughs> I go to first ratchets. No. Fresh from the club. You guys ever see that preacher? That that female preacher who teaches with who who preaches with her titties out on YouTube? Excuse me? Yeah, that's uh, that. Can, can you send a link? Fuck the fuck uh, the bullshit. Word up, yeah. Hey, we covered it on the Shiznit, man. Y'all should listen. You should listen more often. You find out important shit like that on my show. I was listening actually today to the shiznit. But, yo, I got a new nickname for Littlefinger. I'm calling him Iceberg Littlefinger. Because every time I see him, all I hear is, like, Curtis Mayfield music background. I'm your mama. Like, I'm your daddy. I'm that nigga in the alley. I'm your pusher. Is the ultimate player. Because it's impossible to know what his angle is. He seems like he plays everybody against everybody. Yep. Yep. He, like, at all times. He, He's a master, man. He's he is. a master. That that whole conversation with Cersei kind of blew my mind. So do you want the North or do you want Sansa to have the North? And why did, like, you told Cersei Sansa was there, but you took her up there? It's like. Plus, not only that, he has some, he has some incredible luck, too. Because, like, it's only luck that Jamie happens to be on this mission because he, no, he had nothing to do with that. And he had no knowledge of that. Right. I mean, he he knew when he when he mentioned Uncle Kevin, that Uncle Kevin, you know, was was bitch made and that he wasn't going to go fight anybody. But when he threw Jamie out there, he didn't know Jamie was otherwise occupied. And he Jamie could have taken an army, you know, over to to handle uh, Winterfell. But uh, but apparently he he knows that. He seems like he knows shit. No, nah, he he can't. He doesn't. He, he I don't think he knew that. I don't think he knew that. Yeah, he probably didn't because that's 
I don't know. He just he knows all the hoes, man. The hoes always find out shit. I think he just got lucky with that one. Yeah. It seemed like it. Because he kind of gave a reaction like, oh, really? A word? You know? You're right. You know, he, he just, he doesn't give a fuck. He's just brazen. He's bold. He just, he runs with it. Yeah, and he's just so off the off the top with it. It don't really matter because no matter what move you make or have made, he got something to counter it because he's just like the master. He, you know, the way this is leading, and I think by the end of all this, Littlefinger is going to be like the emperor of Westeros. No, I don't think that. If he gets Winterfell, he already has the veil. If he gets Winterfell, he's got he's got a lot of the country, man. That is true. That is true. You know, he can get the Riverlands pretty easy. Isn't he still the the Lord of Harrenhal? I know they gave him Harrenhal for a while. Now he's got the Eyrie. If he gets, I mean, it's like, man, he's he's the only person really putting the pieces together. I don't think he still. I don't think he still has Harrenhal. I think when he got the veil, it was an upgrade from Harrenhal. Like like he had to trade it in. I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, dude. Trade in Heron Hall will give you the eerie. Yeah, that's what I thought happened, but I could be wrong. I don't know. If we're looking at Game of Thrones Monopoly, I just see him putting <laughs> houses and hotels on the board. Yeah, exactly. He's got Boardwalk and Baltic Avenue. He's going to have it all. Yeah. <laughs> and, yo, I had to check my TV. Is this Univision? How did Zorro get into Westeros? Oh, that's Tristan Martell from the House Menudo. What the hell is this week? <laughs> I'm like... What is this? He's like, you can to be my queen. You're going to be my queen. I want to be with you right now. And I'm like, come on, Zoro. Zoro's cooler than that, man. Come on. I'm disappointed in Doran this year. The the Red Viper was so dope last season. Mm-hmm. That they're making his hometown seem a little weak. I don't know. I think it has to do with the fact that they got some third unit director and they said, hey, you're going to handle everything with the Sand Snakes. And he's like, I don't want to do the sand snakes. They're like, you're doing the sand snakes. So that's why we got that scene with the girls at the tent. That was a that was one of the worst scenes of the season. Ooh, right? exactly. And now we're getting up to the part where, well, eventually we're going to get up to more of the sand snakes. And that was like the worst choreographed fight of all of Game of Thrones. So it's like, I'm just thinking they're, sh- they're, they're shitting all over these characters and they could be served a little bit better. Ooh, yeah, the Sand Snakes were terrible. But before we talk about how bad they were, can mm. I give major props to Songs in the Dornish Sun by Bron? Yeah. I was like, let them finish, Jamie. Why you hating? Yeah. I heard it's going to be available via Raven on iBallads real soon. But yeah, you know, <laughs> Jamie, let him finish his jam, man. I, he was he was hitting them high notes, man. Yeah. He was, he, yeah, he was doing good. I was like, I wanted to hear the end. Shit. <laughs> All the good stuff happens at the end. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was a little un- unhappy about that, man. Let let Bron finish his song. Oh, Jamie, no I mean, hating ass. It's unbound, unbent, unbroken, and unimpressive. I, I need the Sand Snakes to go away, man. <laughs> really, I do, man. I need the Sand Snakes to go away. That but line was weak, you. too. Yeah, they were standing in the little alley. Unbound, unbound, unbound. Forever. No, okay. Okay. That, that reminds me of one of our pep talks, my college football coach gave us before we got blown out for homecoming. I was like, man, <laughs> you didn't help, man. We just got the hell beat out of us by Hampton, man, 64 to zero. Ooh. <laughs> there, was, there was no loving that night, Lamont, no loving that night. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what was funny, though? And I love this part of the show. Mm. Jenny was like, get in the car, Marcella. 
you know, like all those dads or the cheerleaders whose daughters were playing spit or swallow with us when during homecoming. Like, Ooh. get in the car, my zealous. Get it, get in the car. And she was like, Uncle Jamie, bitch, you know that's your daddy. I was gonna say that she, she doesn't know. <laughs> she has no idea whatsoever. But I, I was. Everybody knows the Ravens I, around the world. I was shocked that uh, she wasn't more uh, happy and surprised to see her uncle. Yeah, she's with Zorro. She don't want to go nowhere. Yeah. Why'd you hit him? <laughs> you heard no, it. She, you heard it. Did him? He's a mean girl, and and that was funny when he tried to reach for his sword, and Brown was like, "Come on." What did Brown say? Oh shit! Come on! Don't, don't do anything do stupid. Pow! Did something stupid. I mean, he had you know you with your fourteen year old girlfriend. You can't just go out like a punk. Mm-hmm. You got at least try. Dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And right when that is happening, the craziest thing, like a, a bullwhip comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, damn, how did we get into an episode of Xena Warrior Princess? But once again, it's the Sand Snakes, the worst of all time. Now, that fight scene, Lamont, what, what were your thoughts on it? Worst uh, fight choreography um, I've seen in a long time. And I watch CW shows. You know what? That's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> what did you think? Did you? How did you like the Sand Snakes? Uh, uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't. I didn't think it was great. I did think it was one of the weaker scenes, probably the weakest fight scene we've seen in this whole entire series from beginning to end. I would say, but uh, you know, I, I didn't it mind. Just seemed I, like they were running around just playing tag or something. Yeah. Plus, it I was disjointed, and I didn't like the fact that Braun and Jamie was wearing the exact same outfit because it made me it made it difficult for me to place who was who. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't like that. It was bad. Yeah, that was. I mean, I have to say, like Game of Thrones is usually pretty good. That might have been the worst scene of all five seasons. But you got another blo- another black man in a position of authority, so he had that. Oh. You- you know you got the black cop. The black cop always got to show off for the Dornish cops. You know I got that. I got that. He comes in, hey, 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 you know. And did you know? Did you see that Bron got cut by one of the blades? Do you think it was poisonous? Because you know Oberyn liked to poison his blades, and I think one of his daughters poisoned the blades too. So is Bron going to be able to finish the remixes of that song? Because <laughs> I want to hear the Stormland remixes. That's what I want to hear. Uh, don't let Bron go out with some poison. No, I don't think so. I think if he. If it was poison, I think they would have made uh, more of a point. You know, they did. They made a very. Sh- if you watch it again, they made a very direct point in showing you that girl slicing his arm with that little bitty blade and showing the wound wide open, and they left it on there for a minute. Yeah, I don't. I think he, no. I, I think, think so. I'm pretty sure Braun is poisoned. Okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we're gonna we're gonna lose Braun real soon here. That sucks. And it does suck. And then I like how the black cop told Jamie, like, back when you were whole, it was, this would have been a good fight. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, kick his ass now, shit. Why not? Well, you know, there's uh, there's politics involved. They don't want to start a war. So yeah, they're right. Well, he already confirmation on the bronze cut. Confirmation. He got on cut the right in the sh- in the elbow. No, I, I didn't deny he got cut. I just didn't feel like they put enough emphasis on it for it to be they, the see cut how of they death. Focused on it, you see how they yeah. focused. It? Yeah, and he looks down at it. Mm-hmm. It was subtle, but it was there. Right. So you can't be subtle and also 
made a point of at the same time. There's well, contradictions. Lady, when Lady <laughs> Olena, when Lady Olena killed Joffrey, it was very subtle, but it was there if you paid, if you saw it. It was, it wasn't overt. It wasn't like, oh, watch me drop this shit in his cup. It was real slick. Ding. She walked by real smooth with it. Well, like a- Lady Olena, that's the mother. Yeah, that's the Queen of Thorns. Yeah, you're. She killed Joffrey. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, know that. you didn't know that. She- even admitted it the, the two episodes later. Yeah, they they told us. They told it made it plain. Her, her Littlefinger conspired. Yeah, but I'm saying go yeah, back. I want to watch that happen now. Go back and watch the best episode of Game of Thrones ever, the Joffrey wedding, because he was turned up. And yeah, I still, was. when I'm feeling bad, I watch Joffrey because Joffrey was having the time of his fucking life. But watch <laughs> when Lady Olena, after he's fighting with Tyrion, watch when she walks by Joffrey and and his cup. And you'll hear a loud clink, and she kind of she pulls a little bead off of Sansa's necklace, which is the poison. She takes it off, and she walks right by Joffrey's cup, and she right. drops it in there, real slick. Yep, yep, damn, yep. yep. And then she admits it to Marjorie, like two episodes later, like I wasn't going to let you marry him; he was a monster, right? You know, be much easier. It'd be easier for you to manipulate and control, which we're finding out now is not true. But that's a little ahead of the point. I can't help but think of Skeletor every time I see the Queen of Thorns. I just can't. What Diana Rigg, I expect mm-hmm. He-Man and Beast-Man and Man-in-Arms and everybody to come out every time I see her face. It drives me crazy. I'm looking for oh, Castle oh. Grayskull, everything. Man-in-Arms, damn. Yeah, exactly. You forgot about that, didn't you? A little bit, a little bit. Now, my quote of the week is, if they arrested all the pillow biters in King's Landing, there would be no room left in the dungeons for anyone else. And I'm feeling like Houston, <laughs> Texas... Houston, Texas, you may have a problem because that's where all the pillow biters are. I've re- I was there last weekend. Whew, Houston has changed, man. <laughs> it's giving Atlanta a run for his money? Atlanta Atlanta is a, a distant second to Houston. Damn. Wow. Yes. Now, how did you like the next scene where Cersei and the Queen of Thorns were throwing more shade than an Alaskan winter solstice? Loved I mean, it. it was, that that was pretty good. Like, Put the pen down, bitch. You ain't writing nothing. Right. We both know you ain't writing shit. <laughs> the thing that's were... most... Of... Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The thing that's most offensive about Cersei is how she's playing this Fox News game. Just because she keeps saying, the faith arrested him. I didn't have anything to do it. Like, just because right. you... Like, that Fox News method of, I'm saying it, therefore your dumb ass is going to believe it. I resent Fox News as is equal to as much as I'm presenting <laughs> Cersei trying to pull that shit. Right. <laughs> like saying it, but denying, denying the credit. Well, I didn't say yeah. That. yeah I didn't that's gross. It. I didn't do it. You know what? I, I kind of liked, you know, Queen of Thorns was like, Hey, you know, I didn't like your dad, but at least he was smart. He knew he didn't need to, you know, he needed to make allies. I don't like him, but I respected him. You know, mm-hmm. you're just making enemies for no reason. And she kind of hit him with what I like to, you know, cause I'm, I like to study warfare. The one big thing about warfare is gold and money don't matter when your troops are hungry. And the Queen of Thorns was like, what, you don't need our food anymore? She was like, bitch, wait until those soldiers are starving and you can't march anywhere. We'll, Stannis will take all this shit. She even said, that- it, she, said it real, she said it real slick. The crown doesn't need our weed anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. She didn't say it's like she, she said it. She's like, there's Straight no out. veil. Yeah, she's like, there's no veil. <laughs> uh, I ain't veil. fucking playing. What, what don't you understand? The, this, this this union, you throw my people in prison, it done, son. Right. I'll stop. Yeah, I'll stop supplying your troops. I'll stop. I'll, I'll starve the fucking King's Landing out. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, too, with, with like, Cersei. She, 
all Cersei is is white privilege. You have the rich white Lannisters, and then all of a sudden she just ascends to this position. And and there's a lot of things going back and forth. Like you're talking about how uh, Oleana, whatever, she said she didn't like the father, but she respected him. And that goes back to Arya and the Hound, where she's like, she ain't like him, but she respected him. So that's that theme. And then you have... Uh, Olena and, and, and Cersei, and I forgot the second point, but there's like another another tie that it goes back to, too. Oh, that white privilege with Cersei. She didn't have shit. She, all she did was she just managed to work her way up just because of where she was, and now she's trying to make these bold decisions. Like, the father would have been like, nah, that ain't the move, and she would have had to fall back. Somebody else was counseled. Like, she had the counsel. Now she's just acting all willy-nilly, and everything she's doing is just come, gonna come back and bite her in the ass, because she's stupid. And you don't need to be handing over white privilege. Period. End of rant. And you know what's even better? There's a <laughs> symbolic gesture statement that, that embodies what you're saying. She said, House Lannister has no rival. Yeah. Which is the most cockamamie bullshit. Everybody's their damn rival. Yeah. Everybody, it everybody, even, everybody. It was even like, said in Dorn by the prince. Yeah, she she this has episode. the episode that we're better than everyone, but she's not thinking that the. I don't know. Does she know that the gold in Lannisport is dried up? Yes, no, she oh, knows because her daddy don't. told her. Her daddy told her. Yeah, so really, they're working off reputation. They're using credit right now. Like, and she's walking around, you know, sticking her chest out, like I, I'm better than all y'all. But that, you know, and the Bravos. Revenue service is coming for them anyway. There's a reason why they say, let she that is without sin cast the first stone. With these religious motherfuckers being the stone, Cersei's in trouble. Yeah, she is. I, you know what? And she's so short-sighted. I don't think she sees that. I don't even, I just don't get why she thinks that she can do all this to the Martells. And why, did, why, why didn't she, but doesn't she realize that she needs this relationship? I don't understand that. Like, she's not smart. That's exactly the point. The father was smart. He was ruthless, but he was smart about it. But she's just ruthless and dumb. You don't even have to be smart to to understand that. Like, oh yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you have to be smart to realize that. Hey, I was getting ready to kill myself at the Battle of the Blackwater because mm-hmm. I thought they were going to rape me and my son. But hey, the Tyrells came with my father and saved me. You have to be kind of smart to realize. Hey, these are allies I need. They saved my life. They they've helped us build up the kingdom and secure shit. She's just not smart. She she walks around with her Lannister privilege. We're better than everybody and it's going to fuck her off. Because and she yeah, and she got her feelings hurt. So now she's going to throw the person that hurt her feelings in prison and make them hurt because she got a little couple little sideways comments. Small-minded. Yeah, I noticed that too. She's such a bully, but as soon as the Queen of Thorns called her tart, she she got a, she got kind of upset. Mhm. Are you talking like, hey, you can't throw it out if you can't take it. It's got to go both ways. I'll apologize when my boy is out of prison. It's like, and well, speaking of her, faith. Speaking, speaking of her boy, or as she said, our legacy, because Loris is the heir to Highgarden. Didn't he kind of look like Reek in court? I didn't know that was Loris. I was like, oh, Loris, what, what's going on? Locked up for a little while. Things get rough. Got a little beard and everything. I was like, oh, shit. But, you know. Loris is on trial, and I'm sitting here thinking, Loris, plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. As many times as I've been in court, whenever they ask you a direct question, they have evidence or a witness. Plead the fifth. And he didn't plead the fifth, and I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, man, come on, man. Whenever they ask you a direct question, a specific question, I'm going to plead the fifth on 
that, Your Honor. A fifth of what? A fifth of ale? <laughs> they have no. Fifth, they don't have no Fifth Amendment. Got a fifth of Dornish <laughs> wine, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm not going to answer that on the grounds that I'm a pillow biter. I don't shit something. Well, I knew when they when they had uh, Queen Marjorie take the stand. I knew what was next. I saw That's that wrong. coming. Yeah. I didn't see that coming, but I realized that Cersei is trying. I think Cersei's trying to be her dad. Her dad wiped out the um, the other the Red Lions and what was it? The Castamere's. And so I think she thinks I'm going to be like my dad and I'm going to wipe out the Tyrells because she sent Captain Kangaroo to Bravos and now she wants to put Loras and Marjorie. In Except that other house that they wiped out were their enemies, not their allies. Dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, I just think she's trying to be like, well, I'm just as good as my father. Yeah, actually, the Castamere's were disrespectful. They were, they were, they were assholes. Man, the Castamere's were jerks, man. Isn't that the name of the song that they play before they kill at the Red Wedding? Isn't that the, yes. the something to Castamere? Well, it's called the Reigns of Castamere, and it's a play on words because the Castamere's were another house in the the western. Well, what the hell? The western lands, whatever the hell they are, wherever they're from, the west. It was the Castamere's who had a red lion. The red sigil and the Lannisters who have the oh, yellow lion sigil, yeah. and it's part part of it is they were they used to kind of have they were a prominent house so they reigned they reigned but then after Tywin destroyed their house pulled their castle down all that happens now at that castle is it rains on the floor because he pulled the roof off so it, the rains of Castamere all you can hear is their ghost when it rains inside yes. that castle because Tyr to because Tywin destroyed it. Damn, it's kind of a dope kind of concept there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like their rain, and now bitch ain't nothing there but rain. Right, <laughs> like all you see is rain there because they pissed off Tywin. Chocolate rain, exactly. <laughs> and you know what I'm sitting here thinking during the during the Inquisition, the Inquisition of the Sparrows, is Marjorie must have that stank box because Renly preferred manhole. Joffrey was obsessed over Sansa, and Tommen let her go to jail, and he had the police on his side. So she must not be bringing it like she thought. She must just have that, mm, that okay. It's not, it's not yeah. as good as she thinks it is. But Tommen really did a good job of conveying how powerless he is. He's just whipping his head left and right, looking around like, what's going on? What's happening? I don't get it. What's happening? Why is she going? And he just he has nothing. Powerless. I have a little brother, and I have to imagine, if, my, if I'm the king and I'm, and I'm doing some some vile, crazy shit that my little brother's going to, you know, hang out with me and notice and watch how I do it. And if I die, my little brother's at least going to take a little piece of me with him. Mm. And I'm just waiting for Tom and to say, fuck this. Joffrey wouldn't let this happen. I'm waiting. He's just mm. not. He's just, he's totally henpecked and milk toast. I don't, I don't get him at all. Well, he is not- really young. <laughs> he's really young. I think when Joffrey was really young, when they went to Winterfell, he was he was just an asshole. Maybe because he was around Robert, and Robert was kind of kind of like that, kind of bullheaded and. Well, Joffrey racist. was a sociopath, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's something and we never you, got. How did Joffrey turn into pure evil? The incest, like the Mad uh, King, or Cersei. Ah, the incest, um, incest. Um, no, actually. And according to some of the source material, Joffrey was really, really, really close to Robert. Remember when Robert died and he was crying? 
Okay. Okay. Remember, but Robert Temple seemed was- like, I mean, he was a dick, but he was like a fun-loving, jovial, you know, honor-bound guy. You would have thought he would, if they were so close, you'd have thought he'd toughen no. Joffrey up. Robert isn't Ned. Robert isn't Ned. Robert kills kids. Robert, Robert's, Robert's a fucking a warrior. Robert's a killer. <clears throat> Ned is kind of Robert's conscious. Like, hey, man, kind don't do fan. that. Remember, they got into a fight because he wanted to keep killing Lannister. He wanted to kill um, Daenerys and her little brother. Mm-hmm. It was like, and and Ned was like, "We don't kill kids, man." And Rob's like, "Fuck mm-hmm. them, we kill kids." <laughs> so right. that's why right. Ned tried to I still, yeah, th- I, I still think it's, I think it's, I think it's incest. <laughs> well, Tommen's incest, and so is my. No, fella. but it, yeah, but it doesn't get every single kid. Just like if you look at the, um, okay, it got Joffrey, okay, but it didn't get the other ones. Just like um, it didn't get, it didn't get Khaleesi, but it got her brother. It didn't get. Uh, like all of the Targaryens, but it got the Mad King because the Targaryens they practice that incest too. Because uh, Khaleesi's, Khaleesi's dad, Khaleesi's dad, and 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 um and mother are Every, brother and sister. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. why her brother was crazy like that. That's what I'm saying. It, that's the, it's the incest. That's what it is. It doesn't it, so, it, it doesn't get every single sibling, but it gets a sibling uh, here and there. So Dino, that explains West Virginia. Yeah, well, there you go. Mountaineers. Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see the look Lady Olena gave Cersei after she arrested both of them? It's about to be a problem. Not that it wasn't going to be a problem before, but I think she's really, really like, but up until that point, she was like, I'm, I'm not going to fuck with Cersei. But I think at that point, when they dragged both of her kids out, she was like, I'm about to shut this down. I killed your son, bitch. Yeah, well, I don't think she's gonna do that, but I think. Oh no, 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 no! no. Yeah, yeah, I think she's too. Her her game isn't isn't her game is kind of passive aggressive. Like you know, that's a Tywin move. Like I killed everybody, bitch. Write a song and let's play it at every wedding facility. Huh. Well, maybe <laughs> she might go to the uh, what's that dude? The the High Raven. What's the name of the, the new leader of the of the I, religious could, people? The High Sparrow. Yeah, you the High Sparrow. Because he was making that that gumbo, and she has ingredients, and he likes to cook. So I could see her saying, hey, I'll get you a whole supply of gumbo, you know, rice, chicken, turkey. Because what you don't realize is the Reach has all the farms. The Reach, where they're from, provides all the food for all the seven kingdoms. That's their power, agriculture. So everybody needs the uh, Terrells in order to eat. Everybody. <laughs> Unless you're going to hunt dire wolves or some shit like that. Yeah, because so you I ain't see seen no her- crops no place else in Westeros. So that's her power. Her power is food, is agriculture. And I think she's going to say to the High Sparrow, hey, man, you want some onions with that soup? I can get y'all some onions. You want some celery with that soup? I can get y'all some celery. And, you know, the High Sparrow going to be like, damn, we've been over here fasting, you know, 30 days and 30 nights. Hey, let's let's roll. And then she's going to set up Cersei. I can see that happening. Okay. Definitely see that happening. But all of a sudden, the King's Road goes to the north to Winterfell and this is what everybody I mean the internet is going crazy and people are up in arms all because it's time for another Stark wedding (laughs) most depressing fucking wedding ever Jesus if you're a wedding planner in Westeros you do not want to see the Stark name on your itinerary it's like man this is about to be some bullshit Anytime Starks and Boltons and weddings are combined, there's bad news afoot. Yes, 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 yes. Some now, you know goth what? 
wedding planner is looking at this like, yes, 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 I see your your ceremony. <laughs> it's like next time I go to a wedding, I'm like, is this going to be a Stark wedding? <laughs> like, is this going to be one of those weddings? Cause it's not, you, can't, you can't just blame the Starks. Jeffrey's wedding wasn't a Stark wedding. No, but the Starks, um, you know, batting average is, is unmatchable yeah. right now. I think uh, George G- George R. R. Martin really has a problem with marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I really do. Like, you know, as a writer, as someone creative, your subconscious goes into all your work. And he does not like weddings. There's something about weddings in him that doesn't click. I'd like to sit down and, like, talk to him for a little while and see what happened. <laughs> to see what what happened in his past to bring this about because weddings are the most tragic thing in the game of thrones mm. they are the most tragic thing by far and away sidebar but, before we keep going we're really missing Varys in all these uh goings on all right he's, carry probably, on. he's probably with the cock merchant <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's probably he's probably still in Volantis, lost. Who knows? I know that's where he's from. He's from that part of the country. So maybe mm. he went home. But he has kind of vanished. And I'm still wondering, where the hell is the Blackfish? Every episode, I'm ex- I want to just see the Blackfish just walk by. That's all I want to see. He doesn't have to talk. I just want to see the Blackfish. But I digress. Who's the Blackfish again? The Blackfish is Caitlin Stark's uncle. He's the only Tully left. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't been brother. in the season, right? Not at all. No, no, he's only been on like three episodes. But yeah, all I was the other say Tully... he's a super minor character. Nobody knows who he is except Latone. The Blackfish. <laughs> he's obsession over this dude. The Blackfish <laughs> is the shit. Okay. Wait for it, Dino. Wait right. for it. Are you presuming it's going to be this season or down the road? Well, then, and, and some of the Greyjoys that aren't in haven't showed up yet are pretty amazing too. There's a there's a Greyjoy character that is worse than. Ramsey and Joffrey, but they haven't introduced him yet. Damn, there's an Ironborn that is that is. I don't crazy. know about them Ironborns. I thought that I was I was all prepared to see some shit when uh when the sister got all gung ho and went to I'm going to go get my brother the prince and all this kind of stuff and she she went up against she, Ramsey's crazy ass and ran home with her tail tucked between her legs was like this motherfucker crazy. Shit, Ramsey's out there slap boxing with knives. They was like, what about your brother? And she was like, what brother? I ain't got no brother. Let's go. (laughs) Let me tell you what. Yara Greyjoy is not the problem. It's Victorian. But he hasn't showed up yet, so let's not even talk about him. You know what I noticed? First Shay, now Sansa gets Miranda, Ramsey's bitter ex-lover, to get her prepared to go down the aisle. So every time she gets married, does she have to, you know, basically hang out with the woman who's sucking her future husband's dick? Like, is that is that protocol for her? Every time she gets married, the person that helps her is fucking her husband. Well, I guess. Kind of, oh, a lot of recurring themes. Yeah. Yes, every time. Every time. And Sansa bathing and washing her hair, it removed the black dye from her hair. So that's the first time she's taken a shower since she left the veil. Because all of a sudden her hair is red again. Yeah, that would seem about right. She wouldn't have had any other chance to take a shower. She's been on the road the whole time. They don't I don't know. know. There was that scene where she was taking a shower and she had that plastic shower cap on. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, he, he's talking about their hygiene now. Like, what the fuck you want? This medieval time, they don't have any running water. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> Lady Starks. She's of the North. I figured, you know, grab you a shower. The North remembers. A shower where when you on the fucking road? There is no shower. <laughs> I mean, she's been she's been in Winterfell for a couple of days. Like, this is the first time she jumped in some water. So I know that felt good, but I'm like, ugh, it looked like yuck. And then she tried to get big balls all of a sudden, Sansa. I'm Sansa Stark of Winterfell, and you can't scare me. Okay. I knew right then this is about to end badly. Yeah, it's bad news for any Stark that gets a little highfalutin. Yeah, yeah, right there. And did you notice how my boy Theon came in there looking like the Count of Monte Cristo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you see that? I was like, oh, look, at, look at Theon. Theon cleans up well. He's got a little date and everything. And say yes to the dress, the Sansa edition. A lot of people liked her dress. She looked nice in her little white dress. She looked a lot like the Virgin Queen Elizabeth I of England. Is that foreshadowing? I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little too historical. But she did look a lot like Queen Elizabeth. Do you ever watch that movie, Elizabeth? No. You should watch it. Mm. You should watch both of them, Elizabeth I and Elizabeth II. Virginia, the state, is named after her. Very good shit. And no one cares if Sansa is married. Like, don't they need a maester to annul her wedding? No, they don't. It was never consummated. It was never consummated. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. It was never consummated. Therefore, it, it's it's null and void. So she's not a bigamist because I'm thinking the sparrows are going to get at her ass pretty soon. Now, who are the people at the wedding? Like, I know Fat Walda. I know Roos. I know Ramsey. <laughs> but, like, there's some, like, random Duck Dynasty guys there. Who the hell are these people? Who cares? Why are you so obsessed with the this, this cast? Is millions and thousands of people. When he gets obsessed with, like, the most insignificant people. That's very dismissive. We have a lot of people to remember who are important. Like, we don't need to, like, know every single non-speaking extra in the background of a wedding scene. I need to know are those the Umbers. <laughs> I need to know are those the Karstarks. I need to know are those the Manderleys. If you needed to know, the they would have let you know. If they didn't let you know, then apparently it's not that important. Move on. Are those people just from Winterfell? Those are the cooks and cl- <laughs> Who are those people? Because they didn't look like, they looked totally out of place. They were the hearts. No, hearts don't go to weddings. Yeah, they were our hearts. We don't go to weddings. That's, one, I did, that's our thing. We don't wed. We don't wed. That's the house. <laughs> those are our words. Well, you, didn't have, you don't have to wed to go to a wedding. <laughs> we don't attend weddings either. We don't wed. We don't Respect attend weddings. Basically. The hearts of Wisconsin. <laughs> exactly. I did have like your... Um, they did have cheese heads know. on. They had cheese heads on. Oh, please. <laughs> Don't hate the chief, don't hate the chief. So we're at the darkest, dankest wedding in uh Yeah, it was it was, you know, you know, Reek kinda said his little word. Well he was and he was Theon at the wedding. I noticed that he got called Theon at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was, was, was the first time in a while he's got called Theon. I was wondering if he was feeling a little weird about that. Because he kinda looked a little odd. He looked shaken in general. Well he got the take a bath and be clean which is rare and then basically the shit that everybody's tripping about happens i mean they get married and ramsey goes ramsey he's been too and i'm glad he kind of went ramsey because i I didn't like this new kind of boring cuddly ramsey i like ramsey to be ramsey you know i like ramsey to be like hey i don't like to act i don't want to ask twice take off your clothes because i'm ramsey of the house of Cosby. I, I like that. I like, mm. I like a good villain. He puts the Ram in Ramsey. Exactly. Did somebody say rape? And my quote of the week was always almost, you known Sansa since she was a girl, 
but now watch her become a woman. Now here's some if you if you haven't if you don't want to get spoiled, this is actually a scene from the book that was much worse. This version of this scene with Ramsey and Sansa and Reek was the the PGG version. Because in the book it involves a dog and it involves Reek having to get involved before Ramsey even gets involved. Damn. Yeah, Ramsey's basically like, I don't I don't want to touch a virgin, let my dog soil her first. Now you reek, now I'll go. Oh <laughs> dang. Yeah. So when I saw this scene, I'm thinking this is very post-traumatic wedding situation. Not as traumatic as watching a bunch of white guys try to do the Cupid shuffle, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I mean, the last time I literally ripped off a girl's clothes and took her aggressively, she squirted like a fountain. I don't think Sansa was on that, mm-hmm. but, but. <clears throat> this I consideration in your voice when you say that, though. But the episode should have been titled Sansa, Bent, Bowed, and Broken Off. That's what should have happened. I mean, it is time for her to light that candle because I think Ramsey took a Viagra and took a six pack of Red Bolt and Bull, and he did what Ramsey does. And he consummated, as Dino would say, the marriage. Now, everybody had a. Somebody say rape? How did you feel about all that? How did you feel about that scene, honestly? Uh, Honestly? Okay, go ahead. You go first, Lamont. First of all, I'm not as offended by it as uh you know some people that got up in arms because the show has already established that this is where they are with it right so uh i thought it was i'm not saying i and i'm glad that it was there but it's a part of the story and i accept it for what it is i thought it was done not even in a creepy i mean the whole thing it was done there's nothing beautiful about rape but the way it was done it was directed (laughs) very effectively you know what i'm saying so like from with her taking the stuff off. And the thing that kind of struck me as I was watching it was Santa's used to having like somebody there helping her getting dressed and undressed. So a, she's already getting stripped away from that. So like she's taken like, it's just bad. And then she's going slow and then he rips it off her. And then, and then the, it, it, it pulls out and goes onto Reek's face and you hear the, the dress going away. You hear the buckle of the belt. And then you just hear her like, just, you know, making sounds and just the face on, on Reek. It's just like the way it was done. And then the music, it goes to that black and then the end credits and the whole end credit song was just, Oh, Sansa. Oh, but that's the name of that song. Oh, Sansa. Oh. And so <laughs> that it, it, it was done very, very effectively. And in terms of the story, like I feel that was the best possible scenario of what could happen because this dude's into skinning and flogging and female circumcision, I'm sure, is on there somewhere. But, like, this is the best possible scenario. I'm sorry it happened, but it was effective. Yeah, he's sadistic. And I think I want to I wanna concur with, with Lamont. I think that not showing Sansa made it worse. You know what I mean? I yeah, think, remember well, when Carl Drago kind of took Daenerys and you see it and it's kind of desensitized. But the fact that you you only get to experience it from reek kind of made it more haunting and i want to give a shout out i want to give a shout out to reek too that was really impressive neck acting i mean his head was shaking harder than muhammad ali at a prince concert so i want to give him a shout out man i definitely want to give him a shout out dino what'd you think okay um i think the scene was uh i think it was disturbing but you know it was meant to be disturbing so 
I mean, I don't really have a problem with that, but there's many things on this show that's disturbing. So, uh, but other than that, I, I think it's, it's in keeping with the theme of the show. And I think for those people who got up in arms about this scene, to me, you're saying that murder is okay. The killing Castration. of children are okay. Castration is okay. Filleting of people, skinning people alive is okay. I mean, there's there's so many horrors and, and tragedies that happen on this show that, you know, you can't really, from the first episode on till now, and for you to get up in arms about one is like, to me, you're saying that everything else is okay, but rape is where you draw the line. Really? Wow. That's deep. That's and I deep. was arguing with somebody like, did she not expect to have sex on her wedding night with this guy? Yeah. This isn't Tyrion. Right. Right. And, and she tried to throw it out there like, you telling me that you didn't have sex with Tyrion? Well, Tyrion was a nice guy. Oh, bitch. I ain't a I'm nice not. guy. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not that. So I was a little like, okay. Well, I kind of. She was gonna. Ramsey. She was. Ramsey was gonna go after this. Like it wasn't. This is Ramsey. Like at least it's not Joffrey <clears throat> shooting your crossbow and killing you. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Like you could have married Joffrey and probably died on your wedding night. So, so yeah, poor Sansa. I don't know. Yeah, I, you but, know what? I think, but, I, think, but, I, think, I think she's gonna turn it around though. I got a feeling that she. Oh gonna yeah. Turn. I don't know about that because she, I don't know, she might, but it, it appears that she's right back into the victim role again, but I don't know. I think know. she's different, though. I think she's a little changed. When she was messing around with her sleeve, I was like, dude, she got a dagger or something in there? She going to pull out a, <laughs> a, 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 a letter opener and, and she going to stab him in the neck or something? Shame. I know a lot of people thought that this was going to be Theon's chance to to redeem himself. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. I was like, okay, is, is Theon going to jump in and and you know, but like, nah. nah he's in mental slavery, which is greater than bondage. Yeah. Or ch- oh yeah, he's he's, he's whipped. He's a whipped dog. Yeah, he is done. He is done. So, I thought like the rest of that episode, I thought that was tragic, and that's all anybody's really talking about. Mm-hmm. And I just thought the rest. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love this episode. What? I, I didn't love this episode. I watched it twice, and I was like, eh. "That's one of my least favorite Game of Thrones episodes." Mm. Yeah, I'm just kind of collected, taking it all as what it is. Like you know, when they say like every uh, the whole thing goes together. It's, I, there's some episodes that are better than other and shine, but I think like for like a run of the mill episode, and I, I wouldn't even call this one a run of the mill episode. But I think every episode serves its purpose. Like they all have themes within each other, and, and like recurring stuff happens over here that happens over here, and they're kind of tied together well. I, I don't know. I I, I found it to be effective. Outside of the Sand Snake fight choreography, I dug it. <laughs> and with the whole Sansa thing at the end, I was you know reading some historical stuff like pleasure. And sex for women is a fairly new concept. I know we're we only look at our years from being from like the sixties to now. But if you look over the last three hundred years, sex for women wasn't about pleasure. Getting men, her off. It was about property and like it's about the man, but we don't so I think this show is historical fiction. It's fiction that's based on a lot of real historical events, and I think it's accurate. And a lot of people that are all up in arms about it need to just get over it and realize that this is really a reflection of history of humans of Europe. True I, that. Am Lord, I am Lord Latone from Negro Stone. We do not wed. Those are my words. I like that. 
You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, at Latone Hart. All right, Lamont, where can they find you, sir? I'm usually, uh, now I'm going to be online looking at Latasha Emanuel, the uh, African, the black uh, minister with flashing her nipples. Uh, that's her name if you wanted to look her up. Um, also, I'm LS Rules on, uh, there's my microphone messing around, sorry. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LS Rules. If, you, if you're into the writing of the five-star reviews on iTunes, uh, go ahead and throw me one. I'd appreciate it. And Mad Max, Free Road, good movie. All right, and you can find me on uh, Twitter at Thrones Pod or at The Shiznit Show on Facebook, Dino Red, The Shiznit Show, or Red Rock Podcast Network. So, uh, all right, we'll catch you guys all in Westeros next week. Holla at your boys. 